All right. So welcome to my first uh, live stream writer Q&A here on uh, YouTube. So we'll see how this goes. But uh, yeah, basically, I wanted to have a way to uh, share some of the questions and stuff that come my way, some of the, the studies that I come across. There's just a lot of information that I have to share with writers that can be a little tough for me to write a blog post on or you know do a whole podcast on and so i'm looking to uh, do these every you know a few of these a week just kind of uh, touching on some of these subjects to try to get some more information out there uh to you guys so the this first one is a writer question that came to me about how to gain more confidence on the trail and so the the question is you know is literally like that it's like how do i gain more confidence on the trail and uh, it's a, a newer rider. Well, actually, it's a newer mountain biker, right? So they're uh, pretty fit. Uh, they've ridden uh, road bikes for a while and they've transitioned into mountain biking. And I've actually corresponded with this rider a couple of times. So I know that it's been a few months. I mean, they didn't just start like last week, um, but they're, uh, they contacted me and was just kind of wondering if I had some advice on, um, you know, gaining confidence because they have trouble wrapping their mind around some of the obstacles that they come across on rides and just being able to see themselves doing it and have the confidence to do it. So this is a, a great question because I think every rider struggles with this. I, mean, I don't care how advanced you get. There's always going to be something that you come across to where it's like, man, you know, can I do this? And the best riders have strategies for creating confidence, right? Like confidence doesn't just happen right? Like you create confidence and you, you either do that consciously or unconsciously. And a lot of riders don't have a conscious way to create confidence. And so they just kind of like stumble around and, and hope that they figure some things out and gain some confidence, but you can definitely speed that process up. So uh, the first thing that I recommend, especially if you're a newer rider, I mean, honestly, I would say like if you've got, you know, less than two or three years of riding experience that you should be on flat pedals. I think at this point, it's pretty well acknowledged in the mountain biking world that flat pedals are better for you to start out on and to learn your skills. Uh, they force you to actually develop good technique. Clipless pedals can cover up bad technique, you know, bad bunny hopping technique, bad pedaling technique. And so flats really force you to learn how to do those things correctly, but they also increase your confidence, right? So your brain knows that you're attached to that bike. And it is really hard for you to relax and let yourself uh, feel confident when, you know, you may be telling yourself, oh, it's fine. But subconsciously, again, like your brain knows what's going on. OK, and so if it determines that this is a potentially dangerous situation, it's going to affect your 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 confidence. OK, and so by taking that away, by just having the confidence that if something goes wrong, that you can just step away from the bike then you know that goes a long way i mean I, i've had so many riders that have switched to flat pedals because of the the articles and blog posts and you know the flat pedal revolution manifesto that i've written i mean at this point probably thousands and thousands of riders have converted to flat pedals you know directly because of some of the, the things that i've put out there helping to dispel a lot of the myths around flats versus clipless pedals and a lot of them uh, you know, that I hear back from will tell me that they're able to ride stuff 
the first time they were out on flat pedals that they've never been able to ride on clipless pedals, you know, just things that they never had the confidence to try but, you know, but man, I'm out on, on flats. I don't have that. And so they tried it and they were able to do it. And these are, you know, a lot of these are riders who've been riding for a long time. So these aren't even newer riders that can benefit even more from the increased confidence that comes from being on flat pedals versus clipless pedals. So again, this can be a little difficult for people coming from a road riding background because, you know, roadies almost to a, a person ride clipless pedals. And so that's probably going to be the most natural transition for you when you transition from road riding to mountain biking. But, you know, I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you like step one to create confidence on the trail is to, uh, to, to be on flat pedals and specifically, you know, a good pair of flat pedals. And I recommend the catalyst pedals, you know, obviously I'm biased because that's the flat pedal that I created. But again, your foot is such a big part of your body's uh, ability to move, right? A, a stable foot is going to create confidence for your body to move properly. And so having an unstable foot where you don't have the, the foot properly, um, you know, stabilized is going to affect that. So even though you're on flat pedals and that's a, a step up above uh, clipless pedals in the confidence category, the catalyst pedals are even a, a, a higher step than that because when you stand on them, you're going to feel like you're standing on the ground and you don't have the whole like kind of unstable balance, you know, balanced, you know, forward toe tipping, all this stuff that, that can affect your, uh, you know, confidence to stand up and try stuff. So this is a big problem with riders who even are on flat pedals is that they sit down way too much. And a big reason that they sit down too much and is because when they stand up, their feet feel unstable from the, the, the platform that's provided there. So the catalyst pedal, again, I've, I've, you know, we've got flat pedal riders that have switched to the catalyst pedals that I get the same story from that like, Hey man, I was able to ride something that I've never been able to ride before because of the, the stability and the confidence that I got from the catalyst pedal. So, you know, number one is like, make sure you're on flat pedals and preferably on the catalyst pedal, something that will support your feet properly. So the second thing that I recommend is drilling. And this is something that, again, mountain bikers, it's kind of hit and miss whether riders do it or not. It's, uh, you know, it's not the most um, commonly expected thing, right? It's not like you're hanging out with your riding buddies and you tell them like, yeah, I haven't done any drilling this week. And, and they look at you like, man, you're crazy. What are you doing? You know, it's, it's like, oh, you know, most people haven't. Uh, but drilling is really where you're going to get better. Just drilling your skills. So things like um, your front wheel lifts, your rear wheel lifts. You don't even have to get into a, a bunny hop, right? Like a, a bunny hop is just an explosive, fancy front to rear wheel lift. So if you know how to do a front wheel lift, you know how to do a rear wheel lift. It's just a matter of putting those two things together into a bunny hop. Um, you know, track stands are another really important skill that most riders don't spend nearly enough time working on. And again, I think I've done a lot to help kind of open people's minds to the value of track stands and pointing out how track stands are really your slow speed balance, right? And so what's slower than not moving, right? Nothing. And and so by that's your slow speed balance. So things like switchbacks, things like rock gardens, um, a lot of you know technical climbs, a lot of things that riders struggle with tend to be things that they have to slow down for right? That they can't just carry momentum through. And so the slower that you're going, 
the more you have to rely on your balance and the less you can rely on momentum, right? So like, again, you can ghost ride a bike, right? Like with enough momentum, a bike will balance itself. So a lot of riders rely on that momentum to help them balance. And, and it doesn't, uh, it, it, you know, not relying on their own slow speed balance, which is what track stands help build. And so both uh, doing track stands with both feet forward, right? Being able to ride switch foot is also another thing that you want to practice and get good at because that will help increase your your confidence. So, um, and you'll notice, right? Like I'm not, I didn't even mention things like, um, you know, cornering or anything like that. Like, you know, cornering, in my opinion, it's an advanced skill that takes some time to develop the movement and stuff needed. But so for a new rider, I think that your, your time is going to be better spent uh, working on front wheel lifts, rear wheel lifts and, and track stands. And then, um, you know, then, then spending a lot of time on cornering and ignoring these other basic skills, which unfortunately is what happens. Cause you know, cornering is that sexy skill that we all want to build, um, or bunny hops or something like that, or manuals. Right. And so, uh, these are kind of, you know, great skills to have, but they're, they're, they should be built on a foundation of things like the front wheel lift, the rear wheel lift and track stands. And so, and that'll go a long ways towards improving your confidence on the trail because you'll just have those things in your back pocket to pull out when you need them, right? You're not trying to practice and work on these things on the trail. You've already worked on them. You're just applying them on the trail. So that's a, a, a big thing that can help build your confidence. Um, the third thing that I recommend is there is a lot of great information uh, around sports psychology, right? And so, uh, the, there's a lot of books out there, a lot of things, right? One of my favorite is a book called, uh, psych by I'm checking his name here. Make sure I get it right. Judd Biasioto. And so, uh, that's a, a good book that I found breaks down psychological principles and, and, uh, sports psychology and, you know, gives you some usable things that you can take from it. So there's a, a lot of great information on there, but, the, the, you know, I've just found that your greatest gains and confidence are going to come from seeing yourself succeed. Right. And so reading these books and, and doing these mental things can help, but they can't take the place of seeing yourself be successful. And so, you know, drilling, right. Seeing yourself being successful and drilling, um, or, uh, you know, being successful on the trail and, and with something that was similar to something else, right? So these are the best things. So you, you can't study your way completely to the, to better confidence. Um, but it is something that you can use that will, will definitely help you out. And so, uh, man, it looks like we've got somebody joining us. So, uh, yeah, catalyst pedal user, Sir Pale Rider, yeah, uh, says using the catalyst pedals immediately showed me I need to improve smoothness of pedaling technique on rocky, rudy uphill climbs. Yeah, exactly. And and so uh, and, and good for you for taking that challenge up, right? Because a lot of people who try uh, flat pedals and maybe they have a lot of experience on clipless pedals and they have bad technique and their feet are bouncing and they're not very smooth. Well, they they turn around and they're like, oh man, this means that flat pedals suck. And I need to just go back to clipless pedals. So, you know, embracing that, the dip as they, as they call it, where there's going to be a period where you may see some parts of your riding skills deteriorate just a bit, uh, as you, as you learn better skills and new, better ways of doing things. And, uh, you know, being able to suffer through that dip 
is again, another thing that's been, you know, when you study high performers, people that are able to be successful in different areas of life, um, this is one of the things that a lot of them exhibit is that ability to suffer through that dip and come out the other side with a higher skill level with whatever that that was. So, um, but yeah, good, good point there. So, um, so last thing that I recommend right after, you know, some, some sports psychology stuff is good, uh, is your breathing and your breathing is a, a big part. Um, I just came out with my better breathing for MTV program because it's something that I've been studying for the last two and a half years more in depth. I mean, I've, you know, had some knowledge of breathing and, and talked about it in my programs and stuff, but really took a deep dive and realized that there's a lot of, uh, stuff that we're leaving on the table there. And one of these things is understanding how to use your breathing on the trail to help control stress and anxiety. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you're not starting to get into panic breathing and where you're, you know, short, shallow chest breaths, usually through the mouth. So if you feel yourself getting anxious and stressed, purposefully breathing in through the nose, right? Breathing deep into the diaphragm, um, trying to slow down your exhale, right? So if your exhale is longer than your inhale, that's going to tend to trigger more of a rest and relax response than if your exhale is shorter than your inhale, right? And so uh, getting your breathing under control will, will help you be able to get yourself into a calmer state where you can, you know, perhaps, you know, get that confidence. Um, and also something that goes along with this is visualization, and, you know, this kind of gets into the sports psychology thing, but this was something that helped me out a lot when, when, uh, um, you know, I was doing more free ride, you know, stuff where, you know, hitting big jumps and drops and stuff where there's big, big physical consequences if things go wrong and getting the confidence to hit like a 40 foot double, right? Like I wrecked jumping off of a curb when I first started riding mountain bikes. So if you'd have told me at that point that at some point I'm going to have the confidence to try a 40 foot double, I'd tell you you're crazy, Right. But there was a progression that I, I took and, and purposefully created confidence along the way that got me to uh, to that point. And one of the things that really helped me out was visualization, because first time you hit a big jump or drop or something, you don't want that to be in real life. Right. And then you're trying to like uh, mentally process it in the moment using visualization helps you to, uh, you know, if you you are able to see yourself some, some things that, that work like first person, right? You're seeing it through your own eyes. You're really trying to feel what's going on. The more real you can make it in your mind, the more it kind of imprints on your brain that this is actually happening. And so if you are able to visualize yourself effectively riding something and, and you know, riding through a technical section or over an obstacle or hitting a, a jump or drop, and you're able to, to really see yourself in your mind doing it. And while you're doing it, you know, making sure you're breathing, staying calm. This is something you don't want to associate stress breathing with visualization. So the worst thing to do is be like in a stress state and then trying to visualize yourself doing something because you're just going to associate that stress state with that. So calm yourself down, make sure you're in, uh, you're, you're associating a, a calm, confident state with that visualization and then see yourself being successful. And then the, the, when you do it the first time, it, you're, there's going to be a feeling of I've been here before. There's not this like feeling of like, holy crap, I don't know what's going on. And so if you can, using visualization can really help, right? That's not always the case. Sometimes you're following somebody down the trail and coming around the corner and you just got to like deal with it, right? But that's uh, another one of the things that uh, is fun about riding, having to deal with those, uh, those, those in the moment 
problems. But if you have a chance to, you know, uh, think about it beforehand, then using visualization can help out um, with that. And part of that is is monitoring your breathing and using your breathing to at least help uh, put yourself in a calm, confident state instead of having it working against you, right? Like you're gonna have a tough time feeling calm and confident if you're like, oh yeah, I feel confident. It's like, dude, no, you're not, right? You can just tell, right? You've probably seen people on the trail. It's like, dude, you're, you know, you're, you don't need to hit this, right? Like this is going to go badly for you. I can tell that you don't really feel this. You're not really feeling confident in this. You're feeling kind of pressured to do it because you feel like you should do it. But that's the worst thing to do is to just hit something because you feel like you have to rather than feeling you're doing it because you're ready for it and you're, and you're confident to hit it. So again, you're going to be nervous, right? But again, that's what makes mountain biking so much fun is that those, uh, you know, I call them the hell or high water moments. Those moments where you're going to, uh, you know, you're like rolling up on that section or you're coming up on that climb or drop or jump or whatever it is. And you're like, I'm hitting this, like come hell or high water, I'm going. And man, those are the moments, like the, the purest moments in, in riding on some level. All right. Cause there's nothing to, there, you have no outside of like visualization, which is just you kind of guessing what it's going to feel like. You don't have any, uh, you know, any, any context for what is about to happen and, and then you having to deal with it. And so, uh, again, I, you know, those are, are such, you know, great moments in my mind. And I think that more riders would be more confident to try that if they cultivated confidence and, and did some of these things. So, um, so anyways, hopefully this, uh, gives you guys some good, uh, things to think about some advice on cultivating confidence on the trail. Um, you got any questions on this or anything, you can uh, leave them in the comments or you can hit me up at james at bikejames.com. I'm always happy to help. And so, uh, yeah, I will, uh, going to end this one and I will talk to everybody on the next one.